Hey everyone, welcome to the Pastor's Hangover. My name is Melissa and I'm so excited for today's episode. We have with us today Pastor Hal Mayer. Hello everybody. Daryl Black. Hey now. And our guest Mark Hutchinson hey, with us. Hey, yeah. The one and only. It Let's is going to be a fun day. We're already having some great laughs and we're excited to dive in and the Pastor's Hangover. Mark, what is the Pastor's Hangover? The pastor's hangover. When <laughs> I love asking the my, guests. This my question. guy opened it up uh, this past weekend I in his message, and I he didn't goes, get any emails. I yet. want you to yeah. know this has nothing to do with alcohol. You, <laughs> could, you could just sense it in the room when house said pastor's hangover. Everybody, what type of church is this? Okay, <laughs> and I was wondering where is Hal Mayer going with this because Hal will start out with something. And Lord knows where it's going, but Hal, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, he made it very clear this has nothing to do with alcohol. So this is the recovery coming off of the weekend where we hang, yes. we talk about all the things we didn't get an opportunity to speak right. about, yeah. and we keep it real, we keep it honest, and uh, we get after it. Yeah, Mar- Mark's, it. Mark's heard me teach at the exchange a couple times. Yep. Where I, just, yep. I think well, I he started just goes off for with it. conspiracy theories. No, no, or, or the worst is when Hal goes, Mark doesn't know I'm going to talk about this today, but. Ooh. Here's what I want you guys to know. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So, love you, Hal. That is awesome. And this week we have yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. So before we dive into mm-hmm. the overflow of the message, let's talk about let's talk about Thanksgiving. Favorite food, favorite tradition. What does your family do? Tell us about what's yeah, your Thanksgiving meal. I, I would deal. say favorite food has to be uh, mac and cheese. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a turkey person. I'm a turkey sandwich person. Okay. Uh, I, I'd rather have, you know, the white bread. It has to be white bread. Don't don't give me the other bread. Uh, white bread. <laughs> What's with the, the, the other bread? What is the other bread? Hey, I don't like other grains the in healthy, it. The healthy, multi-grain. I want to know. Wheat. I don't want to know what grains it was. I just want it to be bleached white and bread. fall apart in my mouth. And let it stick to the roof of in your the, mouth. If it doesn't stick to your roof of your mouth, is it a turkey sandwich? It's not. That's I don't awesome. think it is. But, uh, and then my, my favorite part about Thanksgiving is... Um, I, I'm going to visit in-laws and I'll just say this. Uh, if you visit anybody for five days straight, you cannot stay in the house mm-hmm. the entire time. That's true. And so not be, it's not anybody, anybody. I don't care if you're in-laws, outlaw, anybody. Uh, and so I go surf fishing and uh, I'm excited. I caught a big old five foot shark uh, last year. So I'm hoping wow. for a bigger one. You need wow. to post the photo or we don't believe you how. Yeah. Cause... I was a little bit worried that it was an illegal shark that I wasn't supposed to pull in. <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> I released it. I released it because I was worried there was an illegal shark, and that's also why I didn't that's post awesome. a photo. Hey, that's wow. a real thing, dude. Anyway, Daryl. <laughs> I can't follow that. Got? Yeah, bro. Whoa. I can't follow that. The baked mac and cheese, bro. Yo, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah the on, mac bro. and cheese is a real deal. Baked. Come on, five to eight cheeses. Come mm. on, bro. Come what? on. Got to have the crust on that's top. It's a real thing. Yes. Come on. Where you at? What house you live in? Whoa. You gotta have the crust on top. Ooh, yes, some breadcrumbs. Come on, not that bro. mushy stuff. Not, no, mm-hmm. not the mushy Come stuff. On, and there's cheese all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's not just new. It's not that. What's that box macaroni and cheese? No, it's really We're just, not doing it's just wet crap. noodles. Right. That's yeah. all that is. Right. No, this is a, this is gooey and. Mm-hmm. It's, Come on, it's, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sweet potatoes and cornbread. Mm. Mm. Sweet potato, like sweet potato casserole. No, sweet potato. Just potato. Sweet potato. It's like a baked sweet potato. Mm, no, no, it's not a casserole. It's not baked. Mm. It's they're diced, cut up. They got like marmalade in them. Oh, wow. okay. Oh man, it's it's a beautiful, okay, beautiful masterpiece. And uh, wow, I grew up with that. 
we we double up. My my wife grew up with just regular mashed potatoes. I grew up with sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Mm. And she makes the most. And so she does. It's the, a good wife. Yeah, she does green bean casserole, which I didn't grow up with. But she also does greens and collard greens. Okay. Ooh, there we go. Come on, somebody. That's what I grew up with. Yes, so, sir. So we, so we, we mixed the two worlds. The sweet, two cultural wow. Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Sweet potato pie. Okay. Come on now. Where you at? I can get behind that. It's, yeah. I like both, but I definitely grew up on pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. It's a, it's a white person. It thing. is. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to it. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm just, you know, it's just a different. Well, if anyone wanted to know why Daryl's wife and his, <laughs> and you had to blend the two families oh, together. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> Listen, we, different we got menus. Di- different backgrounds. And <laughs> mm-hmm. my wife, she just masterfully brings these two menus together. And my that's kids awesome. grew up with both. That's awesome. So they they get in the kitchen and they cook both of them. Mm. So my wife and my girls, she's taught them how to cook too. So they, they wake up and do it all. And and me and the boys, we watch. Wow. Yeah. Let's and, go. And, that's know, why I got to put football we on clean, TV. We clean the house. Right? We do clean the house. <laughs> wow. And then we watch okay. TV. And, and And then we eat. It's a great day. It is a wonderful day. I wish you wouldn't have said that about the clean the house. Can we cut that out? I just I don't I don't want that to be included. (laughs) Oh, all of the men just signed out at that. Okay, like clean the house. (laughs) Yeah, doing that. Do a little something. So you ready? All right, Mark. Hot take on Thanksgiving. I hate to say it, mac and cheese. It's the make or break. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Thanksgiving. But let me tell you though, like like um, Daryl said. This isn't Velveeta. No. This is not Kraft. No. This is with a scratch roux, okay? Ooh. Like, we're talking about a roux yeah. sauce here. Like, okay. this is the real deal. Wow. Okay? Michelle and I take this seriously. Mm. We spend ample <laughs> amount of time on this. Come on, okay. Look at his face. We spend ample amount of time on this, and um, maybe we'll bring some mac and cheese for y'all next week. So, if oh. somebody showed up to your Thanksgiving and said, hey, I want to try something new with a mac and cheese, what would you say? Try something new? Yeah, come just, on, bro. We don't we don't, we don't change don't up, bro. This thing <laughs> works, bro. This no. thing on works. On Friday, you can. No, yeah, you, you can, can do whatever you want right. to do on Tuesday. Take you a plate home, <laughs> but on Thursday, right. we keep a tradition. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. We we stick with what we know. This is tradition day, bro. We don't yes. change up on Thanksgiving. Come on, don't come to Thanksgiving so, with lobster. Yeah, lobster <laughs> <laughs> with lobster. Wow. Don't be trying to throw it all off with with some new dish. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, I just found out a mushroom pie. You keep your mushroom pie. At your own house. Your mushroom pie. Wow. I <laughs> now, I will say one year we did do it differently, but I, it was good, though. We did a low country boil instead. Oof. Mm. That was okay. good. Wow. That'll go. That'll, That'll go. cook. Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> it's not Thursday. This I is so it. interesting to me because I'm from New York. I'm Italian. Yeah. I didn't know what a casserole was till we moved here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Like, I thought it was like a lasagna. Is what mm. I'd call like a casserole. Huh. And then my sister-in-law is dating someone. He brings over a green bean casserole to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? But I learned. I learned, you know. But What's your go-to? What do you... What do you Wait, no, no, no. It's you a have totally to finish that. different menu. What was your take on it when you tried it? Yeah. It was... I hope um, he's watching this. Yeah, Alex. Um, definitely felt like uh, a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> she don't want to say. It. She it don't want to say it. Alex, that's Melissa's coming from a place of love, Alex. Right? It was a lot. Oh, man. Melissa is the kind of person that says, bless your heart. Right. right. Oh, I learned yeah. that when yeah. I moved here, too, that I could say that bless instead of what I really heart. wanted to say. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. But Italians do it different. Mm-hmm. We do stuffed artichokes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just different. That's, sure. That's new. The potatoes diced up, but it's like a 
got like an Italian seasoning on it. We do the turkey. Okay. We do the stuffing, but like a meat stuffing. It's got sausage and which oh, I could get which actually this. sounds good. Yeah, I don't I like regular stuff. Yeah, I could get I'm behind that. That sounds good. Meat yeah. stuffing. So good. Yeah, I could yeah. I could we've get got multiple that. pork. Yeah. Ground. Yeah. Meat in okay. it. I could get behind anyway, that. Italian Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. It's just a different breed. Come on, yeah. But it's so good. We'll wait on a plate then. We're waiting yes. on a plate. Yes, Alex has been blessed by joining our family. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's not what we're here to talk about today, no. though. We are here to talk about Pastor Hal's message from this weekend, which was called Experiencing God. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to dive in to some of the meat and potatoes of it. And <laughs> we're going to talk about, you know, the, the points he hit and some questions that we got online. So make sure if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, go on Spotify. Experiencing God by Pastor Hal Mayer. Anything you want to share to kind of kick us off? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, one thing I would love to do is give a big shout out to uh, the book Experiencing God. If you have not read it or actually, I would recommend this. Don't read the book Experiencing God. Get the study and go through it with somebody else. Yeah, that's good. Um, My very first time ever going through it, I, I went through it with my father, actually, my senior year. And I've gone through it many times with students and with leaders. It's just, it, it basically it's, how do I know what God wants me to do all the way to the, how do I do it? And I, and a lot of what we, what I talked about in here comes uh, from that, just the idea of God pursuing us, God inviting us into his work, having to make a, a decision that he calls it a crisis of belief and whether or not you want to do it to actual obedience and following through. That's and so thing. it's just, it is a solid, solid, solid uh, study. Um, and it's been redone like 10 times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think his son's son is now running it. <laughs> and wow. so, yep. uh, but um, yeah, it, incredible study. This just goes into it because I, I do, I think when we talk about what it looks like to follow after God, we get so stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're not sure. And so we don't move. Like, like I think that's mm-hmm. what most Christians do, or we're not sure we don't move and we actually like it better that way because <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't, we don't want to get challenged by yeah. it. And uh, I, I will think one thing that I, I did sit on a little bit and I want to, I wanted to sit on a little bit more is the fact that God speaks to us through his word. Like he yeah. speaks to us through the Bible. Yeah. And when he speaks to us through his word, we don't need another confirmation right. mm-hmm. of that's what we're supposed right. to right. do. Yeah. Yeah. Like once he says it, like, it's funny. People be like, I, I want to experience with God. I want to have time with God. Well, when you're reading the Bible, you are yeah. like, mm-hmm. you just had an, when he reveals yeah. something to you and goes, man, this is something you should work on. Yeah. That's an experience with God. And so he, he's going, that's the moment where we take the step. That's the moment where we go forward. I think as some of us, we look at the Bible as just an education. Yeah. And uh, I, I use this just in the 11 o'clock because it, it came to me then, but most Christians are more educated than they are obedient. And mm-hmm. so, and it's very, it's much easier to crave education than obedience because, and, and you see this all the time, when, when people become overeducated, they tend to become more full of themselves and instead of changing themselves, they can just point out what everybody else is doing, right, mm-hmm. right, which is, uh, right. which I, I gotta say is fun to do. It right. is fun to do. <laughs> I, I understand why people do it <laughs> because it's yeah. very yeah. easy. You know, that, that whole, uh, talk about somebody else's problems, but, um, I do, I think in this message, it was really just the idea of, man, if, if we take the next step, what can happen? And really at the ending, what I wanted to focus on was just, you know, the legacy that God brings yeah. the yeah. generational legacy that he brings. that's so big yeah. and, um, we can. We can have faith in that. And then I got to talk about Rahab, which we don't talk about very often, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sometimes it's shocking to people when you 
Rahab, the prostitute. Right. It's like, yeah, that's what she was. She was a prostitute. Yeah. And I've heard people try to make it pretty and all that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You don't need to. You, one, no, one, you don't need to. One, you don't need to. No. Two, it, it's it's funny. I do. I think there's a thing today of redeeming every story yeah. and making it, well, that wasn't really what it was. Well, maybe, but yeah. you don't have enough information to say <laughs> right. it's not. That is right. We don't we don't have all that stuff from Jericho back right. then. No. Right. Oh, 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 here's Rahab. Oh, she wasn't a prostitute. She was just, you know, it, I actually, this, one guy said this, because she had her own house and all that, it, uh, there's some people that believe it wasn't that she was a prostitute, it was that she owned a brothel. Like, she was oh, actually wow. a businesswoman. And yeah. so... I mean, but that's a whole nother, but there's more to prove that than there is that she just wasn't. wasn't yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. so, but, um, but yeah, and the way God comes through when, yeah. when you look at the lineage of Jesus, it is not at all what you'd expect it to be. No, yeah. just a whole bunch of messed up messed people, up people bro. That, that God used. So, so true. That's, yeah. that's what makes it so wonderful that we, yeah. we are a part of that, that God, God, Jesus comes through a lineage of messed up people. For a lineage of messed, messed up, up people, yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> and so we we are a part of that family. He embraces us uh, to be a part of that. So you should never feel like you're too far gone to be used by God. Right. Because yeah. look look at who God uses throughout mm -hmm. the Bible. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so sometimes I get I get irritated with people when they say I can't believe that person did that. I can't mm -hmm. believe that that preacher did that. I can't believe that that person that go to church did that. I'm like, have you ever read the Bible? Right. Yeah. You see what people were doing and yeah. and who God used right. to do those things. And those people weren't perfect when God showed up to use them. And they weren't perfect after they were being used. Right. They were still messing up. They was right. they still had issues. I mean, David, who's one of my favorite characters in yep. the Bible, he dies with issues. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but still the Bible recognized him as a man after God's own heart. Right. Yeah, no. he's he's <clears throat> repentant. He loves God. Mm -hmm. But that brother is trouble. Right. <laughs> he's, he's depressed. Yep. He is not always a good leader. No. And and he's a worshiper. He can sing. He can play all that. He's not really a good dad. Right. Like he's got all these things, mm -hmm. but God still loves him. God <clears throat> still uses him. And those aren't him being messed up is not an excuse to stay messed up. Right. The Bible is just saying, hey, God can still use messed up people. people. And the redeeming quality of David is that he keeps repenting. Mm -hmm. He keeps trying, even though he's not so always true. getting it right. Yeah. Man, God, I love you. And I keep surrendering to that. But yeah. something that you, you brought up earlier. Yeah. The Experience in God. I love that book. I've probably read it 20 times going through that mm -hmm. uh, uh, work button stuff so many times. He also has a book called How to Listen to God. Mm-hmm which I love the whole Henry Blackaby series. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've often heard people go, well, how do I listen to God? Or I can't listen to God. I don't hear God. And so I'm glad you already said, yeah, you can. He's yep. his word. He's already talking. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that you need to find. And so if, if you're not hearing, it's because you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right. And the three things, uh, I can't remember who said, but there are three things that keep us from really paying attention is distraction, doubt, and decisions. Mm-hmm. When you're distracted, you won't even know that you're listening to God because you can't read your Bible because you got your TikTok right next to it. Yep. It's like you can't you can't see this because you're distracted by all these other things. Doubt will make you question if you're hearing God. Correct. And then your own lifestyle decision. What decisions are you making? Yep. Are you are you making right and righteous decisions? Mm -hmm. Are you living any kind of way you want? And then you still want God to show up in the middle of your refusal uh, uh, to be obedient. Right. right. And and God is such a gentleman that he's like, he's not going to stop you from disobeying him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do what you want to do, he's going to let you do what you right. want to do. 
And so God is always speaking. He's already spoken. It's in his word. I'm glad you got your Bible here. He's, it's in his word. This is great visual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's in his word and he's speaking all the time. I love yeah. what you brought. You know, most of us look at it as education over obedient. And we would hear God a lot more if we actually just did what it said. Right. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it this way, too, because we have people say this all the time. I just want to go deeper. But did yeah. you do what we talked about last week? Right. right. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to go deep. I want to learn more is what it is. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep learning, but I don't want to apply it. Yes. Like, I'm like, guys, you don't have to go very deep. Love God, love others. If you can accomplish that, mm -hmm. you don't need anything well done. else. Yeah. Well yes. done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think we see that in this upcoming generation. Yeah. Gen Z, the millennials, we're so eager to do big things for God, but we always believe it starts with a big knowledge of God. Yeah. Yeah. But it needs to be bigger obedience. Mm -hmm. It needs to be bigger trust. It needs mm -hmm. to be bigger yeah. faith. So how do we work on that yeah. and in turn trust that we'll see God do big things to, through us in this generation? Yeah. So I feel like we got to speak to that. But one of the things that you spoke about how that was uh, timely, I think, was uh, the idea that we want God to bless the things that we come up with and yeah. then we give them a little bit of the credit. Man, how true is that, bro. though? Like, let's just talk Crazy. about that, bro. God, I got this great idea. Yeah. Right. Oh, incredible. Idea. Right. You probably yeah. have never thought of it. God. Right. Right. <laughs> and then when, when, when it does go well, it's like, yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. yeah, I did yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? But then when it hits the fan, it's like, God, where were you in this? Yeah. And he's mm -hmm. like, I wasn't in it. You ain't, right. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to touch that, you know? You were so, doing that on your own. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was so good, bro. Because um, I think a lot of us get stuck in that area, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. We make these decisions, even financially. I've been talking to so many young adults, mm. making these big financial decisions. I'm like, yeah, have you really invited God into this? Have you invited community into this? Mm -hmm. But they get to the other end of it, like, how did I end up in this financial predicament or deficit? It's like, you put yourself there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think that's so important well, we speak to that. I want to say this. Mm -hmm. I do love that Gen Z is getting into this work. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that because the some of the generations before just kind of didn't at right. all. Right. Because when we were, I mean, let's say, when we were more a Christianized America, mm -hmm. you didn't have to. Mm -hmm. You could say, well, the Bible says so, and everybody's like, okay. Yeah. And now they're like, it. where? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Where to say, because I also right. know it says this. And so I, I do love the fact that they do want a biblical knowledge. But yeah, it also, you have to do both. Right. Yeah. You have to, you have to be willing to apply it. Yeah. Right. Man, absolutely. We need to have a biblical knowledge. You have the ability to read the Bible at a depth as any other pastor. You have that ability, but what are you doing with it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's what was the line you said? You probably don't remember. I don't want to put you in a spot. Uh, we invite God into our work, but he's inviting us into his. Into his. Yeah, that wasn't even purpose that was line. That's just what I said. Yeah, in that moment. <laughs> I just remastered it for you, bro. You did. Oh, that was better. Yeah. There we go. That was Dash better. Mark Hutchinson there we right go. there. There we go. It <laughs> was good. Awesome. So some of the questions that we got online, some really good ones this week. Um, someone had asked, if faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not yet seen, how do you explain to the average person what evidence is? Mm. Go for it. You want it? <laughs> You breathe. I, you breathe first. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think sometimes we we look at faith like wishes, and it's not wishing. It's not hoping for like, man, I hope the weather's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's confident expectation. Mm -hmm. It's good. So it's very different. So how do you explain what somebody with faith is? Imagine a a woman that's pregnant, thirty eight, thirty nine weeks. When you see that woman pregnant, you gon you don't go, man. I hope you have a baby. 
Right. No, you go, no, you're having a baby. Hmm. There is a confident expectation that a baby is coming. Right. It comes yeah. with all of the signs and the symptoms that a baby is coming. That's what we're relying on. That's the hope that we have. I know that there's something there. I have a confident expectation based on what I've seen before and where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I don't see it yet. I don't have it yet. Oh, but I have all the evidence that it's coming. Mm-hmm. That's what faith is. Faith yeah. is I'm, I'm carrying all the evidence Correct. that it's coming. Correct. And so when someone's going, well, how do I have faith for things that I haven't seen? Are you looking around or have you looked at the evidence of what has already happened? Mm-hmm. Right. So most, most of, uh, and we've talked about this before, most of the Bible, when it's talking about faith, it's not talking about something that has not happened or hasn't been proven. It's when you trust in God, you trust in him because he's shown himself trustworthy. Right. So the evidence that I have is that if he said it, he's already proven mm-hmm. to be faithful and trustworthy. So I have hope. I have confident expectation in what he said. Right. Even mm-hmm. when I don't see it, right. we're going through the birthing pains. We're mm-hmm. seeing the r- results. The room has been painted. The baby crib has been put together. All those things are in the expectation of what I know I'm going to see. Right. Good. And it is. I think part of it is just looking at the promises God makes us. And God yeah. has given us a lot of promises. But I do find sometimes people add to them. Yeah. Uh, I feel like God's promised me this. I don't feel like God promised you like maybe maybe you feel like God's pushing you towards that but there are promises that we know for sure are going to happen and then there's things we feel like God is going to do and we we know that we're going forward but we we know the promises that are going to happen we know in the end what he's going to do we know the fact that he is a loving God we 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 know his promises of where we will be if we believe in a son like there's a lot of things and then we get to look at the past of what he's already done so the expectation it's based off of what he's already done who he's promised to be, and really, as we read through the Bible, understanding his character and what he does. Correct. And, and it also comes from a relationship with him. I, I, I said that a couple times in the message. Like, if you are not close to God, you're also not going to feel if like, man, this isn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if one day in a service you go, man, I feel like God's calling me to do this, but then you don't have a relationship with him, and a year later you're going, why am I not there? Well... <laughs> He's probably trying to guide you along the way right. to that place. But if you're not in contact with him, you're not going to know. Correct. Yeah. You're not going to know. Correct. And so I think the expectation is based on who God is mm-hmm. and also the relationship that we have with him as we walk through it. Right. I also think, too, it's important to keep in mind the things that we're hoping for, the things that we desire. Man, it pales in comparison to the future glory that we'll receive in Christ yeah. Jesus. And I think we make the big thing the here and the now. But, man, in light of eternity... Mm-hmm. This is meaningless. Yeah. So I may not find the answers on this side of the cross, mm-hmm. but I know there's something greater that's coming my way. And when I focus on that, mm-hmm. oh, I'm filled. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fulfilled. You know. Yeah. So I think that's important to keep in mind too. Yeah. yeah. We put a lot of hope in uh, our faith and expectation in the job, right? Or right. In, right. in the healing, which those things can happen, and God mm-hmm. can provide jobs and finances and all those right. kinds right. of, right. and those things are great man compared to eternal life mm-hmm. yeah like that's the stuff we're hoping for Correct. we're not hoping man i hope god gets me a house like that's not that's not the promise right. the promise isn't that you're you're you'll have a better lifestyle that's not the promise right. the promise that is that you'll have eternity that's the promise those are the things that we rely on those are then go mm-hmm. if this if this life never changes mm-hmm. my next life which is eternity Correct. 
That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I have faith in that. And if God wants me to walk on water, if he tells me to do mm-hmm. it, I know that I can. Right. Yeah. But that's not the big deal because Peter never walked on water again. Right. Like that wasn't a thing that people... I wonder would... if he tried. <laughs> I wonder if... <laughs> like, I feel like Peter... He probably he, did. He, he probably was like... I did this one before. He pushed a lot, right? Like, I, I bet you. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I bet you. Like, I wonder if it was a thing when they, every time they got out in, in the water, like the other disciples were like, yo, Peter. Take a step, bro. Go, go, let's see if you can walk. Right. Walk out on the water like you did last time. Two bits. <laughs> Two pence. If you could. <laughs> That's awesome. That's epic. That is hysterical. That would be fun, That'd be fun to watch. <laughs> That would be hilarious. I mean, because I would try it again. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yo, I, I did this once. Right. Absolutely. I would at least try right. one more time. Yeah. You know? But again, that's not the stuff that we're, we're not having faith again to walk on water again. We're having right. faith that God and believing God will do the things that he's already said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's already promised us things. And we're always looking for new promises. Yeah. And God's like, no, I want you to, can you have confidence mm-hmm. in the ones that I've already established yeah. first? Right. Before right. you're looking for me to co-sign on your car, mm. yeah. how about that? So, yeah, I hope that it's powerful. That question. And good. I think when you hold on to everything you guys just covered, there's such a peace yeah. that comes along with it that I don't have to be the, the plan maker, right? right. I don't right. have to write write my story. Yeah, I can be in submission to what God has for me. Such a peace that comes with it. So another question that we got is, what do I do if someone is testing or questioning my faith? You knock them out. The testing <laughs> no, feels just, like just, feels like fighting words. Not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't test. No. Right. Right. I, I do wonder what the testing means because sometimes – I feel like I run into young adults that are dating. They're like, she's testing my faith. I'm like, no, <laughs> she's coming on to you. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I think you always got to, it, we should always, we should be learning. We should be, we should be looking into things. We should be asking questions. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing that we do sometimes is we go, I don't know. And then we never look into it. Like, and this, it's, it's funny because it's something that's so natural for me. Like I can't handle not Googling something. Like if somebody's like, Hey, what is that? And I can't believe we used to be able to do that. Like we used to have conversations. Nobody would know the answer. We'd just walk away. Right. <laughs> like we used to, we, that used to happen. Now I'm like, no, we're going to look, why wouldn't we look it up? We're we get to know the answer. answer. Yep. And, and we do, we get to know many of the answers. There's a lot of things that we're, we're not going to know, but we have the ability to look it up. And there's a lot of great uh, resources online. A guy named Frank Turk. Uh, is, is a great apologist um, that has a bunch of stuff on there. And then there's always your, your church, your pastors, the people around you. But ask the question. And it's okay to say, I don't know. It is okay. In fact, it's better to say you don't know yeah. than to go, well, you know, just make something up in the in the moment. Correct. Because I would say this, even atheists are more, um, uh, they're more educated than they ever were before. Because you have the ability now to look up online. Why shouldn't I believe in God? Or what, what's the problems with the Bible or what's this or what's that? And you can find all kinds of information. Yeah. And so it, it's easy to look it up. But yeah, I think you got to lean in in those moments. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I would probably want to know, get more clarity on yeah. the yeah. question. What does it mean when someone's testing your faith or yeah. questioning yeah. your faith? I mean, I think for most people, it's a matter of the lifestyle that you live. And so people want to know is what are you walking what you believe correct so that if that's the question that they're asking yeah yeah hey why do you believe what you believe 
if they're asking that question is you should be able to tell them. The Bible says we should be ready with an answer. Mm -hmm. uh, here's why I believe what I believe. Here's why I do what I do. Yeah. And in those times that you don't seek it out, you know, the Bible is mm -hmm. very clear. You draw closer to me, God says, and then I'll draw closer to you. To you. Yep. So the closer that we get to him, whether it's in his word and prayer, we'll get answers that we've never had before. We'll get mm -hmm. clarity on some things before. And I, and I love that the Bible, that it says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. The responsibility to get, to get closer is on me. Mm -hmm. God is always available. He says, the closer you get to me, the closer I'll be to you. The closer you get to me, the more will be revealed. The yeah. closer you get to me, mm -hmm. the better you'll see, the, the better your life will be, or, or what, whatever those things are. But it's our responsibility to get closer. Because if, yeah. you, if you don't know, like if you, maybe if you've come into mm -hmm. faith and you don't know, then you need to get closer right. so that you can find out, man, why, mm -hmm. why have I made this decision? Right. Yeah. Why did God pick me? Why did he die for me? Get closer and right. find out. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah. Right. Correct. It, I'm, I, all of us in here are in relationship. We're all in marriages and we've all had those weird questions from our spouses. They're like, hey, why do you love me? How much do you love me? What do you love about me? I am. I love you're, you're that. You're starting <laughs> off with, was, we all have those weird questions. Right. Of, right. Why do you? <laughs> but it is. It's always in a moment you're like, you just had a great day. Everything's good. Yeah. So just tell me, what, what's your favorite things about me? Yeah. So it's, and it's, you know what you're I supposed to say. Did I tell you guys that so that's true. what I say? Mm. Oh, oh, but now man. we know that you are, you, you are, you are that, that gal. Spouse. Yeah. Yep, you are yeah. that gal. I think what's important, too, to your point, uh, when we go to ask a pastor an answer, spiritual question, hey, pastor, tell me this, and they give us that answer, hold that up against scripture. Yes. I think one of the things that a lot of people are so quick to do is go, oh, pastor told me that. Therefore, mm -hmm. I'm going to run with this and yes. go and tell the masses, yes, we must take pastor at his word, right. but yes, we need to hold that up against scripture. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing with Google too. There's right. so many yeah. people out there writing all these different things um, that are unbiblical. Right. And yeah. even communicators, let's just speak about it. Yep. Preachers, pastors, communicators out there that are straying away from the word of truth. And oh, we yeah. need to get back to a place where we go, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm holding this up against God's word. Yep. And I'm going to come back to you if this is in alignment with God's word, because I'm hungry for the truth. Yep. And that's what I'm leading out of. That's what I'm sharing with other people. Yeah. So I just think it's really easy to kind of get to a place where we, we go, yeah, this is what I heard, or this is what this communicator mm -hmm. said, and make that our truth, and yep. the thing that we hang our faith on, or the crux of our faith, and go, it's easy yep. to miss it if we keep doing that. So. Yeah. yeah, if you want to find a pastor that will agree with you, you can find it. Correct. Oh, yeah. Correct. You can absolutely find wow. it. And that's Correct. and that's the hard part is, I mean, like you said, Gen Z, they're consuming so much more. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think even in the exchange, you've done a couple series now on what God didn't say, right. <laughs> what what is what's yeah. not true, because the it, it's constantly flowing through there, mm -hmm. and it's much easier. And, I, and I'll say this: I have a lot of people say this. Is is it okay to use sermons as my time with God? No, right? No, it it does not because you are getting somebody else's um, time with God <laughs> yeah. for real. Yeah, which is it, it's not bad to listen to sermons. It's not bad to, if you're in a car ride, you got extra time, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's fine. But you still need to have your time with Correct. God. Mm -hmm. You still need to be connecting Correct. with him. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got to be able to do that. Right. Mm, wow. Powerful. Yeah. Put it that way. Everything in, a, everything in a sermon is not for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But everything in the word of God is. Mm -hmm. And so you got to know that, you know, as much as you may like some popular preacher, everything that he's preaching is not for you. Right. Maybe, maybe five minutes of that message is yours. But then there's a whole, there's a whole Bible. There's a whole 66 yes. books yeah. mm -hmm. that 
God said, no, I wrote that for you. Correct. I, this is for you. And so right. allow God to speak to you right. the way he wants to speak to you. Not sometimes you'll listen mm -hmm. to a message and God will confirm yeah. your, your personal time spent, mm -hmm. your personal devotion. Oh man, yep. God just shared that. I just read that. Wow. Yes, that's great. But if your only Bible time is listening to sermons, it's like eating junk food mm -hmm. because it's, it, it's a different sermon every week. Yep. Correct. Mm. Your Bible, your 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 personal devotion time has a it has a system because God is talking to you where you are. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if your faith needs to be built, God gonna be a whole season talking to you about building your faith. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're dealing with anxiety, He's gonna be in a whole season about talking to you with your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Where you go to church, we we talking about this one Sunday, but right. this the next Sunday, and right. this is the next Sunday, and so it's all and it's all good, mm -hmm. but what's for the church? is not always for you for you yeah. individually yeah 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 mm. it's very it's consumeristic mm -hmm. yeah i love that sidebar we just got on that it was really cool um we have two more questions and one of them was submitted by a pastor at the church so i want to make sure we get to it um he asked <laughs> what brand of beard <laughs> trimmer does pastor Hal use oh that is awesome <laughs> Let's just be honest. How put that question in there? No, it was it was this one from the pastor or no? This was from a pastor, yes. From a pastor is asking this. this so yes. we're not going to say who it was. I'm about to go on our staff you page right names. now. You're right. Uh, pull up slack. And look who uh, is the so most weak it was, beard. It was Mike Ash. It was Mike Ash. <laughs> it was Mike Ash. Uh, <laughs> so actually, I... um. I don't use just a regular beard trimmer. They, I don't of feel like course he strong. doesn't. I don't feel like they're strong enough. He I, uses I some. He uses. They don't. How no, uses so, a blade? He uses a Viking. All right. So to, to get my lines, I, I do use a blade. I use the old school blade, and I feel very cool when I do it. Bro. Very cool when I do it. Bro. Uh, but no, I. So I, I've been. I've been. I've been cutting my own hair since I was 19 and my own beard and all that kind of what? stuff. So I've got, this is true. I've got a wall magic clip that I use that is uh, basically a very good, not the wall that you get at Walmart that I use. And then I've got a, an outliner and all that kind of stuff. But um, you, bro. yeah, so I've been doing my own hair since 19. I do my son's hair, all that kind of stuff. I, I think I, I, I found out the amount of money I saved was like a car oh, uh, yeah. and doing that. Oh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, easy. So you will do yeah. another podcast now, episode. We're going to do a podcast. There's a what's whole how-to. How-to. I love Could that. You, is most people, what? Could you get us right? No, I don't. I don't trust myself. <laughs> no, uh, that. It's a different. Uh, I no, am no, no, not no. ready for it. <laughs> I don't. I, okay, I'll be honest. I don't do Dax hairs yet. Dax you got, you, listen, I don't. How old is Dax? This is what I'm doing. This is awesome. I purposely got the magic clip because it is for coarse hair. Like So I can learn how to do it and all that. But I'm just like, I cannot mess up this kid's hair. Immediately, they're like, yeah, we know your dad did that. Uh, so, but <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, but I'll, I'll side note, side note, here's what's funny though. Uh, most people are like, wow, huh? you, you do a good job, all that kind of stuff. Barbers are like, oh, but we could do so much more. Like I, a guy literally came up and gave me his card like two weekends ago. He's no. Like, he's like, please. He's like, you have a great beard. Please let me get hold of it. Because they want to do like the full fade and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I just yeah. don't want to look that cool. Like, cause I'm not that cool. Like people, so people Luke. would expect so much more from me if I look that good. I, I just don't want to be that. So then you, then you, can't, you go, you can't duplicate it, replicate it at home. Yeah, and I don't. Like, right. And then I have to keep going back. And I got to keep going back. And then yeah. it's, you it's don't like, can't buy that car. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure people are going to hit us up in the comments requesting for this episode of Miles Beard. And hair tutorials, yeah, so we Supposedly, will have it? another. Courageous, Courageous at the Lutz campus is having a How Mayor Beard competition, oh. and they're being judged 
they're judging it after Thanksgiving or something like that. But yeah, wow. that's why wow. uh, Jeff Randall currently has a beard. I was about to say that's why Jeff's been working on his beard game. Jeff been killing it, real mountain man. Coming strong. <laughs> Very mountainish. <laughs> All right, one last question as right. we kind of wrap up here. I just want to hear your thoughts on faith that leaves a legacy. Mm. We talked about it in your message. We talked <laughs> All about three it in of them, bro. Mm. <laughs> Come on, and man. And I just think this is partially someone online, partially my personal interest that I want to hear your guys' thoughts on what does it look like? How do we do it? Just, just that's such an attractive buzzword these days. Everyone yeah, wants yeah. to talk about legacy. What are you leaving for people? No, it's what you're leaving in people. So right. talk about faith that leaves a legacy. What does that look like to you guys? I, I think the one thing you got to realize when you're leaving, uh, leaving a legacy, it's never one moment. Like, and some people leave legacies of one moment, which is, you know, the they did one great thing. But mm. then you talk to their family and like, they were an awful person. <laughs> right. uh, so I, I do, I think it's, it's finding... A regular rhythm of what it looks like to impart your faith into your kids to the people around you to really do what the bible says is to love others to care for others mm -hmm. in that way because that's what we've got to be able to do and, and i do i think it, it used to be such a, a normal part of society back in biblical times because everybody lived around each other you, you started off uh your school was walking around with your dad learning your trade mm -hmm. and so it happens so much more naturally and so i think today you have to work so much harder at doing it um, figuring out the rhythms, figuring out how to, how do I have the time to do this? I mean, I grew up, one of the big things that we did from middle school through high school was we had morning devotions every morning at 6am. Um, and it wasn't like everybody's happy about it. Right. No. Not at all, but it was just part of what we did. Like I said, my dad, we did the, um, experiencing God workbook before I went off to college. And so it's just those, those, those choices. And there's a lot more than that. But it's it's choosing, and you're never going to get it perfect, and don't ever expect to get it perfect, mm -hmm. especially with your kids and those around you. But it's choosing in these moments, I, am I going to just be about me, or am I going to impart what I can to those around me? Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing we just have to consistently do over time mm -hmm. with love. Because yeah. if you do it with love, people will allow you to, to mess up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah. That, I think that's a part of it. No, that's it. Being being very intentional about uh, and, and when you have kids, it makes you really think about it. When you mm -hmm. have children, it's like how how can I be intentional uh, about raising believers, right? Mm -hmm. Raising people who love Jesus, raising people who see that and want to love Jesus. And so, my father did a great job. My mother, my grandmother, lineage back, and it's like, oh no, we do we do Jesus around here. Mm -hmm. Like as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It, it is. You know, my father was really strict, but the two things we knew for sure, you're going to be in the Bible, you're going to be in music. You don't have a choice. That's mm -hmm. what we do. Right. And so when you're a kid, you don't understand all of those things. But as you get older, you're like, oh, man, we mm -hmm. we love Jesus around here. Right, and it, right. it's a very different thing. And so I wanted to make sure that I instilled that into my children. It's like, no, around here, we're going to serve the Lord. Good. Not saying it's going to be easy. Not mm -hmm. saying I'm going to give it perfect. And I love that part of it is that we've already, me and Tracy have always been really transparent in front of our children. Like, yo, we're not perfect. We've messed up. We've messed up in the past. We're messing up right now. Right. Mm. I don't even know how to raise you. Uh, but God is first. Correct. Mm -hmm. we, we put God above everything, above your sports, above, above music, above right. all the stuff we want to do. God comes first. And mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you have that in your life. 
because when you leave here, it's not you and your family. Right. It's you and God. And so you got to be, you just have to be intentional. And, and it's a lot of things, not one thing. It's, yeah, it's, it is the reading the stories in the day and in the night. It is the bedtime stories about mm -hmm. the Bible. It is answering the questions about the Bible. It is going to church. Right. It's making hard decisions. It is, mm -hmm. man, do, do you go to basketball practice? Or do you go to youth group? Yeah, you're going to youth Correct. group this week. Correct. I know that sucks. I know that's hard. But I'm instilling something in you right now that's going to make a difference in that's your true. future. Yeah. And and as much as I want you to remember what your daddy said, I want you to remember what the Bible says yes, more than yes, that. Yes, yeah. I mm -hmm. want you to be able to quote scripture right. more than you quote me. It's good. So yeah, I think and, for me, I mean, can I just add one thing to that? Um, parents put so much. Look, I love sports. I played sports. Um, I played sport, I played volleyball in college, you know, I, I, it's fun and it's awesome. But the most important thing was the relationship with God that I came out with. Right. You can only play sports for so long. Correct. Even the best ones. Mm -hmm. Like by the time you hit middle age, unless you're Tom Brady, like everyone is done for a while. Even yeah. your, most of your top athletes play for three years. So what are you hoping your kids to get most of? Right. And I just, it's just one of those things. I've just seen so many parents who it's all about sports. It's all about multiple sports. Yeah. My, my dad, you're only going to be in one sport at a time. And the reason was because we have other things we've got to focus on. We've got church, we've got other stuff. Yeah. I'm glad your kid. And the reason I also say that I saw more kids burn out because of that. And, and it's great that they're good at a sport, but now they right. never got to know Jesus. And so, right. but yeah. Mm. So I would say, and going off of your message, you said this and it, it was perfect. Faith is a lifestyle. And I think that in today's day and age, it's easy for us to say, you know, our faith is hinged off of our church attendance or our serving and mm -hmm. those specific things. But no, faith is a lifestyle. It's living with a daily dependence upon God. Yeah. And when I think about this, I think about uh, the Shema in Scripture, Deuteronomy mm. 6. Like the Jewish people, faith was their lifestyle. Early in the morning, they woke up reciting, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, yeah. all of your mind, all of your strength, all of your soul. This is what the core of their faith was hinged upon. Yeah. And it's so easy for us to go, yeah, my faith is predicated on my church attendance or my ability to serve or my ability to do all the practical right things for God. But man, if we're not living with a full dependence and reliance upon the Lord, mm -hmm. we've missed the point. Yeah. So for my wife and I, that looks like setting the example for our one and a half year old daughter, waking up early in the morning, praying together as a couple, uh, reading the word of God together as a couple. It's talking about the spiritual things in the walls of our home and even mm -hmm. saying no to some things so we could say yes to the right things. Like yeah. we need to be a people that understand it goes far beyond your church yeah. attendance. It goes far beyond you doing the right things, going yeah. to church, serving all this. Like, you've got to get back to the core. Of what does it look like for us to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, yeah. all of your soul, mm. all of your strength? Good. Can I just, I, I just, man, I keep adding to everybody's stuff. Uh, I just, I, one of the biggest things I saw working in young adults was one of the biggest reasons the kids fell out of love with God was it was just Sundays. Mm hmm is wow. they're like, that's great, but I want something to give my life to. And they didn't think Christianity was something to give their life to. Right. It wasn't big enough because they never mm -hmm. saw their parents give something up to go after God. They right. never saw yeah. their parents risk to go after God. They right. never saw their parents pray big prayers. Mm -hmm. and, and so we do have, I mean, we've got, a, it's that lifestyle Correct. of, man, this is something we give our lives to. This isn't just something that we do on Sundays. And not to add to that, but I think even as pastors, yeah, you're adding to it. It's yeah. easy yeah. for so, us. To get to a point when we're raising pastors, kids that love the church more than they love Christ, 
Yeah. And yeah. let that not be true for us. Let yeah. that not be true for the people uh, in this house at Grace Family Church. Yeah. We're going to raise people that love Christ more than the church. Mm-hmm. And it's out of our love for Christ uh, that we love the things of God and his church. That's good. And I'll add to that. No, I will add to that. <laughs> I will add that tell you guys about, are tell wonderful. Us about Thanksgiving. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> and this was tremendous. And I always learn so much from you guys. I love getting to learn from you and be here and just kind of learn in the overflow of the pastor's hangover. So thank you guys for joining us. There thank we go. you guys for joining us. And we will see you next week. All right. Happy Thanksgiving.